Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. When you want to foster a relationship with anybody, you have to communicate with them. And so to grow in my relationship with the Lord, I have to communicate with him. I have to talk to him daily and build that relationship. And now here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 58th episode of The Sweat Room. My name is Noah Corston, and alongside my co-host, Bjorn Webb, we are so honored and so blessed to have you today for our episode with Reed and Blake Ferguson. I'm flying solo with the Ferguson brothers today, but if you're not familiar with Reed and Blake, Blake is entering into his second season with the Miami Dolphins. He came from LSU, and he was part of that national championship winning team with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Patrick Queen, Justin Jefferson, and among so many different guys on that team as well. And Blake is, was a part of that team as the long snapper. We're going to talk about that on the podcast today, but Reed is also the long snapper for the Buffalo Bills, so we got two brothers representing the NFL this year, and hopefully years to come, but Reed is entering his sixth season with the Bills, and fun fact, the Bills are 6-1 and one when Reed records a tackle in a game. Pretty awesome, and Reed's also a co-captain of the team as well. So really excited for today's episode, and here's what's awesome about these guys. Not only are they brothers in the NFL, but they also started a podcast called After the Snap. It's a great podcast. They're killing it, and you're going to want to go subscribe to that podcast. Either press pause now or wait till the end of the episode and go check out their podcast. It's really awesome. Awesome. They talk about football, among other things, long snapping, and it's just an entertaining podcast. You need something light and fun, this is the podcast for you. So go check out their podcast at some point. And if you're new to our podcast, the SWAT Room Sports and Faith, we want to welcome you. Our motto is get it, got it, give it. We're always in every phase of this, always learning, always teaching, and always applying. And we like to say here at the SWAT Room, everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform. And we dive into that today with Blake and Reed. If you guys have listened before to our podcast, you'd know that we we had Reed on our podcast last year, episode 11. Highly recommend to go check that out and hear a little of his faith journey. And what makes this podcast different from other podcasts is we love hearing people's sports careers and their journey of how they came to know Christ. And that's what we love hearing. And we heard that from Reed last year. And we're going to dive into that with Blake. And today is a fun interview. We, we don't not only talk about their faith journeys, but we talk about, man, what are they passionate about? We talk about their faith journeys, football, their podcast, and is Reed truly the best FIFA player in the NFL. Blake can attest to that, so I guess we'll find out. So before we dive in today, highly recommend go subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and pass along with a friend. Uh, that would be awesome. And it, go check us out on social. We're at Watermark Sports on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter it's a little bit different. It's at Sweat Room Pod. And something that the guys talk about today on the podcast is writing things down. Highly, highly recommend to take some notes and write some thoughts down. But even if you don't, you can check it out at our blog at watermarkwesleyan.com. Slash blog, you can read up more on the show today. So, without further ado, here is our episode with Reed and Blake Ferguson. And we are recording. We want to welcome to the sweat room Reed and Blake Ferguson, the Ferguson brothers, the Snapping Kings, the Snapping Kings from LSU after the Snap Pod. Glad to have you guys. Thanks for joining. Some might call us the first family of long snapping. Ever. We're the first like, family of long snapping podcasters. 
And today, has there ever been snapping brothers ever? Like talk long? about a talk about a niche market. Not <laughs> not in uh not in the league. In college, yes. LSU actually, uh before I was there, but not professionally. Very cool. Well you guys brothers at every other position, I think. Yeah. Well that's awesome. Well, we're glad to have you guys today. So I gotta start this podcast off. Reed so last year, Blake, we had Reed on our podcast. It was early on, and Reed claims that he is the best FIFA player. Is this true? Can you attest to that? Yes, I can. <laughs> wow, he admitted it. Wow, be oh, honest. finally admitted it. Humbly, I can admit that he is the best. Um, wow. Yeah, he he's beat me a time or two. I've also beat him a time or two, and I think that may just be two. I think I think I've only beat him like twice ever. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Well, that's good. Reed, I guess it's true because you I wear it as a badge of honor. Push and stuff like that. And oh yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm I'm we gotta I'm, get you I'm, in a tournament. I'm the best in the league. <laughs> There's no denying it. Oh, I love it. Well, Reed, also last year at this time when you were on our podcast, you were engaged. And now you're married and you just had a new baby girl named He's Blake. got a kid. That's amazing, man. First off, congratulations. Thank how does you. it feel to be a dad? And then Blake, how does it feel to be an uncle? Feels great. Um, she's just a shade over a month old now, uh, which is nuts because it feels like it has flown by and it has flown by. Um, but no, it's it's uh, it's been great. It's been a huge learning experience just about every day. Just well, one seeing her grow, and right. two just learning how to deal with every situation that uh, that they can throw at you, really. But it's it's. I will say at this stage, she's not doing a lot outside of eating and sleeping. So the, the, you know, managing the, the hard, you know, things that come up is not really a problem at the moment, but yeah, you know, give it, give it nine months. Second, <laughs> second half of the season will be, we might have another conversation. I would say you might go bald, but here we yeah. are. So yeah, mean, no, it's you're shaving the head. Already. I promise uh, people ask me all the time if I'm balding, I'm not balding. This is a, this is purely a choice. I like it. It looks good. It looks good. Like, how do you feel? How does it feel to be an uncle, man? It's the coolest thing ever because you get to hold this amazing child that's named after you. And then you get to give it back and not have any responsibility. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I mean, you, it, I, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been such a cool experience. I was fortunate to be able to go up to Buffalo, uh, or excuse me, Orchard Park, Orchard Park, Orchard Parkians get really like, they're like really proud that they live in Orchard Park, Park. because yeah, true. yeah, because that's where the bills are like that. Right. It's not Buffalo. It's, it's OP baby. Yeah, awesome. Um, I say all that to say that I was fortunate enough to go up to OP, um, a, a few days after Blakely was born and meet her. And she is just the sweetest thing ever. She looks a lot like Reed. Wow. That's awesome. Which is a you good people or, have said that, which is a good or a bad thing. They, she Many, resembles a lot both of people. Of you. Have said she resembles she, both of you. Yeah, a lot of people have said as she's getting, uh, we, uh, I say getting older, getting weeks. You know, as the weeks are going by, that she resembles Erica more. I think definitely when she was born, she looked like you, um, with her eyes and other features, but um, her, yeah. 
it's it's been amazing it's been really cool to you know follow along remotely because reed and erica are sending our group message photos daily of her and her new outfits and all of the swaddles and all the cool things that come along with being a parent for reed and erica so that's awesome to follow along that journey i'm excited to see how just the two of you are just just there for for blakely and uh a few months no it's about a month ago now reed you stopped by the hub for our ministry that we got going on here and and Reed was just nutmegging kids, you know? And so I'm like, he was just get, getting after them, scoring goals, blocking goals. It was, it was hilarious. But I'm like, you know, hey. he's going to be an all right dad. He's going to tell you I'm about that. <laughs> he was, he came out and he, 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 he ran the court. It was great. So Blake, I got to ask you a question, man. You, you come off being a national champion. And first off, what was that like? And there was what, 17 first rounders between the last two years. Is that correct? Yeah. So, well, not from, not specifically from our team, there were 17 between us and Alabama okay. in the 2019 yeah. game. Yeah. Stat. Uh, which is crazy in and of itself. I think it's we covered like, that on after the snap for anybody listening. Yes, sir. Yes. Great podcast. And yes. Um, but it was, it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, you, besides being an uncle to Blakely, um, yeah. <laughs> you, work so hard and you, you know, you're chopping wood every single day, showing up and working your tail off for, for me, it was five years to ultimately finish my career having won a national championship. That's, I mean, that's as good as it gets. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the, the pretty, it was the coolest cap off to my senior year I could have ever had. Oh, I'm sure that was amazing. And do you have a favorite memory out of the, that time there? Uh, probably when we beat Georgia, both of the, both of the times that I beat Georgia. Um, that was fun just because we're from Georgia. Yeah. And you for, you know, right. Yes. Be for uh-huh. Georgia. And there a few weeks ago, we had, what were you doing in Buford, Georgia? Uh, I know. It's like a really odd place to be. It like, is. I know. So my, Especially my for girl- somebody from, from <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Yeah. I know. What it, well, so I'm originally from Colorado. So Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm originally okay, well, from Colorado. So you can edit that I'm out of the podcast. At heart. Um, long story short, my mom's from Buffalo, New York. I ended up working at Watermark Wesleyan Church. Um, and so th- my girlfriend now... Her brother just graduated uh, from alignment school. So we went down to around Chattanooga. And so we stayed with her family, which was in Buford. And so I'm like oh, looking up the things that are going random. on in Buford. And then I see your guys' names. I'm oh, like, yeah. what are the odds that I, I've, I've seen like the Ferguson brothers in Buford, Georgia? And that high school football down there is the real deal. Like, it is legit. Like your high school, it's a different animal. Yeah. I think I, I read that your high school just got like $4 million put into it or something like that. Like, yeah, they have all the money that they could have ever needed. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. They, they just built a brand new high school that looks like a college campus. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I think between the, I think between the two of us read, we maybe lost what three or four games at Buford. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Less, less than a handful. And that's over, that's over the course of like seven years. So, I mean, it's, it's a powerhouse for sure. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So I love hearing about that. And I just, I know SEC football is different and even Georgia high school football. I don't think people really understand what that, it, what it's like down there. Cause I mean, I was just thinking about this too. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has come from there Deshaun, just both Peter. of those guys. <laughs> really in high school. <laughs> I've played yeah. both Trevor and, and Deshaun. Okay. In your opinion, who's better? I think, well, I played, I played Deshaun on the back end of his career at Gainesville because he was older than I was. Wow. And I played I Trevor. I played Deshaun too. I played Trevor as <laughs> I a. I played Derrick Henry too. I played that's Trevor as a wild. freshman. You also played Isaiah Crowell who. Yeah, that's right. Was the reason that y'all lost <laughs> once or something. Anyway. Um, so it's hard to tell because because Trevor was a freshman and Deshaun was a junior and a senior when I played him twice. So, yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll have to say Deshaun because he was the only team that I ever lost to at Buford wow. was, was in 2013. Um, it was who my, beat him? my sophomore year. Sure. You beat him. And then we played him the next year and we beat them by like three touchdowns or something. That's but, wild. Yeah. So, it's, it was cool. Just, I mean, it's a powerhouse. You, you have names every single year that come out like the Justin Fields of the world and right. Whoever else the next, you know, superstar is going to be. Yeah. So it Very is cool. cool. Yeah. And I, I'm from Colorado and I will say the only, when I played high school football, I graduated high school in 2015. And when I graduated, like you might've known one of the teammates from there last year, but I played with Kalen Bellage in high school. And so Kalen and I were teammates from third grade. I knew he was going to the NFL in fifth grade, but that his senior year, it was him. And then it was Philip Lindsay, Austin Eckler were up there. Um, Daniel Carlson, the kicker of the Raiders, he was in my youth group. And then Christian McCaffrey was up in Denver. So I'm like, not, it was just wild. Crazy. I know. Isn't that wild? And I haven't seen like that. I know Christian McCaffrey was from out there. Yeah, he's from Denver, so he's a valuable boy. Well, very cool. So, Blake, what was it like being drafted? And, and Reed, what was your reaction when to see your brother get drafted last year? It was, it was. I mean, uh, there have been a lot of cool moments over the last uh, 365 days, but um, that roller coaster of emotions that came along with the NFL draft was sort of the accumulation of all of the work that I'd put in throughout my career. And to receive that phone call was just incredibly special. So, um, you know, it's, it's a phone call that I'll never forget. And I think like for three minutes, I like blacked out and just like was outside of my body because it was (laughs) such a crazy moment and there was so much going on, but, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. So fortunate to be in Miami. Rewose your action. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the coolest part. I mean, obviously ecstatic when he got the call and when it happened. But I think the coolest part for me was just seeing, like he, like Blake said, seeing all that work that he had put in over the course of you know his career, and then all the hard work that we put in that spring last year. Uh, kind of just seeing everything come to fruition was the coolest part. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I like it. You guys have a little bit stories of a little bit different stories, how you entered the league. I know Reed for you, you were undrafted and then Blake, like you got drafted. So, I mean, I had to feel good to see him get drafted, but I mean, Reed, I'm, I'm glad you went undrafted because you ended up with the bills. And I think that seemed like the the right pick. And I remember you talking about got a little chip on my shoulder, little chip on the shoulder. And then right. on your podcast uh, last week, you interviewed the guy, the long snapper for the Redskins. And I remember when you were on with us last year, you're talking about how the Redskins drafted a long snapper and he's not even there anymore. Uh, Detroit, but yeah. Oh, Detroit. Yeah. 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 But yeah, those, those, um, but yeah, those guys were great interviews on the podcast, but yeah, Detroit. Yeah. The year I came out, um, Detroit drafted, uh, one of the kids that went to the senior bowl that year. And, uh, he was, you know, he was the only guy taken that year. And I think he may have played a couple preseason games. They put him on IR for an injury that season. And, um, that, that was, that was really it. Yeah. So very cool. So I, we mentioned Buford, Georgia a little bit, just uh, describe your guys' relationship. How would you guys describe your relationship and what was it like being snappers together at LSU for a little bit together? Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, growing up is no different than now we're both super competitive. Um, but I think now it kind of takes on a little bit of a different, uh, a different meaning in a good way. I, I, I it's kind of weird. It's kind of, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of weird to describe it because, you know, when you're 10 years old playing video games, it's a different competitive nature sure. than it is now when you're, getting paid to play football and your brothers on the other sideline. I think it's just right. a little, you're, you just, you mentally approach it a little bit differently, but um, no, I mean, day to day, I mean, we talk, we're talking all the time. I mean, we have a great relationship, you know, we're very involved in what each other are doing uh, on the field, off the field, you know, we're, we're helping each other. And, and that's kind of, that's, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Cool. Blake, what was one of your, what's a memory that sticks out between Reed and you at LSU? I think the coolest part was even though I was red shirting behind him, I still was able to travel with the team and be on the sidelines, learning from Reed, taking mental notes about how things operate at the collegiate level. And that prepared me significantly for playing the following year. I was, I felt a lot more prepared to um, play an away game in, you know, the swamp because I had Reed who showed me the ropes the year prior. So being able to go into those away game environments, not really having the pressure of actually snapping in the game and just having Reed there to sort of show me how it works yeah, was probably the biggest thing that helped me. And that's a big, you know, memory. Those are memories that I'll keep forever just because I could have been thrown in just like he was his freshman year thrown in and immediately you're, you're thrown in the fire. So, um, I I feel very fortunate for that. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we ended up at the same place for, albeit one year um, that we were able to kind of share that experience together. Oh, that's cool. I, I still think it's, it's pretty neat that you guys are one of the, the few, the proud 
the long snappers, not the Marines, but the long snappers of the league. And you guys are brothers. And I think you both are leaders. I know Reed, you're a captain. Blake, I could see you as being a captain one day. Hopefully we'll see. And maybe the goal. It's a goal. And I, I could even see maybe a number change too. I know you guys were talking about that on the podcast as well. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I did. I just, I actually just switched to number 44. Um, and yeah, it's, it's cool. I actually put out a thing on my social media, uh, where, you know, I, I wanted to make things, make things right for the people who spent their hard earned money to buy my Jersey. And so I, you know, I told them that if they sent me a picture of the Jersey that they had, that was number 50, that I would, you know, happily replace it because, I, I willingly chose to switch my number and now nobody's going to recognize the number 50 Jersey. So, um, you know, I, I, I felt like that was the right thing to do, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, a little Jersey swap and, um, uh, and, and we're off and rolling. So Reed and I may have to do another Jersey swap next year because I'll be in a new number. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Ferguson I'm going to have to reframe the Jersey in my basement. Ferguson bowl. Number three will be week two in Miami again. That'll so. be awesome. Well, Blake, tell us, uh, this, so what's different about this podcast versus other podcasts is we love, we love hearing about just football and stuff like that. But, um, what really separates this podcast than most other podcasts, we love hearing people's testimonies and people's stories of how they came to know Christ. And I know that's something that means a lot to both you and Reed. Um, and last year when Reed was on here, he talked a little of his testimony and, um, he talked about even just looking out for you at LSU, stuff like that. Um, but I read something that really stuck out to me from last year was the importance of prayer and God care. God doesn't care if you use big words or, you know, small words, he just cares that you talk to him. And that, that really stood out to me. So Blake, I'd love to, for you just to share with our listeners, man, how did you come to know Christ? So I like Reed and like many of your listeners have probably heard his testimony before we grew up in the Baptist church and I was dedicated in the church and we spent every Wednesday and Sunday morning and Sunday night at church doing some sort of event or in youth group or whatever it was. And so I, I came to know Christ very early on and was fortunate to have two loving um, parents who pushed both of us to get in the word and to, um, to form our own relationship with Christ from a very young age. And so, um, you know, they weren't pushy about it, but they, they, um, gave us every opportunity to be able to have our own relationship with Christ, I should say. Sure. And so I came to know Christ really early and, um, along the way there have been, there have been bumps and, and bruises and there's been adversity that I can say that I wouldn't, I would have, you know, struggled significantly more had I not known Christ. For example, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes in eighth grade. And so that's something, that's an experience for me that, that through that I had to cling to the Lord and I had, you know, nowhere else to turn except to, to turn to the cross and turn to Jesus and, and ask the Lord to get me through those tough moments when I didn't know what was next. I, I, it was an experience that I had never had before. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there've been moments throughout my life even since I've been diagnosed or even since I came to know the Lord that I have had, I've had to truly hang on to 
um, the the scriptures that I know and the scriptures that I that I've memorized and just you know tell myself those those scriptures over and over in my head and mm-hmm. um, and, and like Reed mentioned in his testimony a, a prayer has been a, a huge por- part of my walk with the Lord as well it's um, it's you know it has to be a priority when you want to foster a relationship with anybody you have to communicate with them and so to grow in my relationship with the lord i have to communicate with him i have to talk to him daily and build that relationship um and so yeah so so prayer and and getting in the word heavily is has been a, a big part of like what is what walk. is in your uh if this is too personal too, I can take this out, but what is, what does some of your routines look like? What, what does your time with the Lord look like? Yeah, I, um, I've, I've kind of gone, gone back and forth. I journal a lot. You cool. can probably see, you can see all those notebooks on the, on the bookshelf behind me, all yeah. of them right there. Those are all full of my quiet times and, um, half of them are, are my quiet times. Half of them are other just journaling and notes sure. that I take and stuff. But, um, I'm a big journaler. And so my, my routine has changed throughout the years, but more recently I actually do my quiet time at night cool. and I, I used to do it early in the morning. I'd get up early and, and get in the word and it would really kind of set the tone for the day and, and, at that point in time, there was a good place for that. And I, I felt, you know, that it was a, that it was a good tone setter and that it really, um, it it really started my day off on the right foot. Sure. But more recently I I've been doing it at night and it just allows me to kind of decompress from the day, reflect on the day and, and reflect on all of the experiences and the moments and situations and, you know, um, interactions that I've had that day. And, I can really take more time to get in the word and to spend time there because I feel like in the morning, sometimes I'm rushed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting up, I'm, I'm snoozing my alarm and I'm losing, I'm losing time. And, um, and I, I have other obligations that I have to attend to. And so, um, at night I feel like I can just, I can be a lot slower with it and really be able to dive deep in, into scripture and, and get in the word. That's awesome. And I love asking that just, just hearing people's rhythms. Cause everyone does everything a little bit differently. You know, I, I know you talk about journaling. I know some people it's like, you know, their time in the word is late at night, they're a night owl or some people it's like, Oh, I got up at four. It's like yep. four in the morning. I'm like, that's not me, but all right. Yeah. Like you do you, man. I uh, would encourage, I would encourage your listeners, um, that don't take notes to start taking notes. Hmm. My, so two reasons. Number one, Reed can attest to this. When we were younger and we would have our Sunday night family meetings, mom and dad made us bring notebooks to the table Wow! because they wanted to teach us the importance of taking notes and writing down things that we want to remember and creating good habits. Right, Reed? Yes, absolutely. And... I also, so that's, that's number one. Number two, I had a pastor in college, uh, pastor Mike Heyman, and he 
always said, uh, pretty much every Sunday, he would he would tell us that um, note takers are difference makers, and it's true because the things that you write down are the things that are most important to you, and you know you'll you'll be able to go back and reflect on those things. I have the, I've kept those notebooks back there because I love going through them and reading you know, where, where I was at and what I was thinking at that point in time when I was reading that scripture. And then when I go back and read the scripture now, I can see, I can, I'm, I'm thinking about it in a completely different way because I'm in a different place in life. And so, um, that's why I love taking notes because you can kind of see, uh, progression and you can kind of see where you were and where you are now. Um, I'm calling it right now, Blake. You're going to be an author one day. I'm calling. I I've actually written uh, the first three chapters of my book. So very I'm, cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. Look at Reed. I, I, Reed's eyes are wide open. Right? I, I have those written. <laughs> I have those written, but it's a. Do I get uh, a, a celebrity chapter? It's a slow. <laughs> it's a slow process when you uh, are are playing football and and dealing with a six month old puppy what's, at what's the same your book time. Gonna be on? just my life and, and the, the cool experiences that I've been able to have, uh, throughout my career and throughout my life. Just, um, we, we tagged our, our podcast. It's tales from two brothers who live life upside down. And, and I feel like we have a, we have an upside down viewpoint on this entire thing that we call life. Mm -hmm. And just with the experiences that I've been able to have, I feel like people are drawn to that and I feel like people are intrigued by that. And so I love that. I, I want to be able to tell my story and, and tell it how I want to tell it. Well, I love that. And and we say here all the time, I just with the sweat room sports and faith podcast, we just, before every episode, I usually introduce kind of who you guys are. I, I hyped up your guys' podcast before this. And thank you. The thing that I always say is take notes. And because you don't know what, what people are going to say and whether it's a thought, it's a page, it's, it's a word, whatever it is, like jot it down because it, it will mean something down the, down the line. And I love that line note takers are different, different makers. And that's, that's a good word. So Reed, I, I'd love you just to pig, piggyback just a little bit off what, what Blake was talking about. And I know we talked about uh, your testimony last year and I encourage our listeners and maybe from listeners, even from your podcast, who are checking out today to check out your testimony as well, because it is powerful. And I, I believe there's power, there's something powerful in hearing people's testimonies, um, in your walk with Christ. But you know, what, what was it like to be from a faith perspective, to be a leader for Blake, um, just over the years, I know you guys aren't really the sappy bunch, but you know, I, sometimes you got to ask like the real questions with life. Oh, it's good. I think the, the main thing that comes to mind is just trying to set as good of an example as possible, because I think we are so similar on and off the field. A lot of what I have done, Blake has done, and a lot of what Blake has done, I have done um, as far as our faith journeys go and, and prayer and, uh, you know, doing Bible studies routinely and reading scripture and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we got into it, I believe when I, uh, you know, when I was do when I, when we did the the first episode, when I shared my testimony, I think I brought up the fact that my first two years at LSU, I kind of, I really didn't, um, you know, I trailed off a little yeah. bit and, uh, it took me, uh, you know, a little while to kind of bring it back in my last two years. But, um, those last two years, I think I kind of had 
I think, you know, something clicked yeah. and I was like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a real possibility that my brother's going to be here, you know, following in my footsteps, how, what example do I want to set and how, how do I want, how do I want my life to look when he gets here? Wow. And I bring him under my wing and that's kind of always in the back of my mind, especially now, even though we're not on the same team, right. uh, you know, through our conversations, you know, whatever it may be playing on the field, you know, I'm trying to set a good example on the field, you know, cause we watch each other's film all the time. So um, yeah, I think that's, it just goes back to uh, tr- trying to set the best example I can in every facet of my life. Mm, that's so good. That's a good word. And Reed, I know we've talked about it off, off air a little bit, but you hate public speaking, but I think it, it, you're, you're getting more comfortable with it. You're getting better at it. I, I would, you know what? I, I, I thank you for that. Um, that makes one of us. <laughs> you are. You, um, you, no, I mean, I, I think I have improved over the years, but it, it makes it, it, it really, it, I mean, this is, this is, off topic, but it, yeah. it really depends on what we're, what I'm being asked to talk about. Mm. Cause like some, like I could get up there and give and have no problem talking a 15 minute, you know, public speech on long snapping. Right. But you know, if I was asked to you know, like, okay. So for example, <laughs> and Lynn, if Lynn listens to this, he's probably gonna hate me, but uh, he asked me a couple of days ago, uh, or yesterday, maybe, or two day, two days ago, he was like, Hey, do you want to talk to the rookies, um, on Thursday about, uh, our expectations and like, you know, like that the topic is expectations and like what we, what their, what, uh, like their teammates who are here already are expecting from them coming into the team, yeah. their first rookie season. And I'm thinking like, and I told him, I was like, sure, I'd be happy to do it. But then I, I, I after the text, I was like, Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. I'm like, I'm going to have to sit here on this zoom call with these rookies and be like <laughs> reading off of a notepad, like word for word. Cause I'm not going to know what I'm going to like lose my train of thought. So <laughs> it's just like, like some things are way easier for me to like think up on the fly and yeah. like go off on a tangent and talk about it and, and sound knowledgeable. But some yeah. things I'm like, can you ask me that again for the fifth time? Like, I don't know what, you, what do you want me to talk about? So sure. Yeah, I, 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 I could have come up with something re- uh, really good. I'm, I, I would think, Yeah. but it's, you know, like, like I said, some things are easier to talk about on the fly. Some sure. things I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be standing on stage reading off of a notepad. Yeah. So. No, and I'm excited for the both of you guys. I mean, even when I saw you guys were doing after the snap together, I'm like, you know what, this is smart. Number one is, you guys are solid guys. You know, you guys aren't the the Bible pushing Christians, but what I, what I appreciate you about you guys is you guys are consistent. You guys live it out and people, there's a time and place. There's a time and place. That's one Amen. thing that I have learned about being in an NFL locker room is guys. 99.99% of the guys you come across that aren't uh, believers don't want you to come uh, sit up next to them in their locker and say, how you doing, man? Let me tell you about Galatians, right? Like, right. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, they don't want it to be slapped in their face. They want, you know, it's gotta be, every guy's different. First of Evan all, but it needs to be, you know, it's a, it's a process, but you know, yeah. Um, but like I said, time and place. 
Absolutely. And that, that was going to be my next question for the both of you guys. What is it like to be a Christian in the NFL? Um, it's, it's tough for one reason. And I think, um, it'd be because the NFL and the surrounding NFL environment with players and everything that comes from, comes with being and and doing this job is, Mm. uh, one word and that's materialistic. Wow. And that, that can mean a lot of things, but if you are not folk, if you do not have your focus and your priorities set straight, you can have a lot of fun playing in this league for however many years, but when you're done, you're going to be on the wrong path. Mm. And, um, I mean, that goes spiritually, financially, relation, relationally with friends or wives or girlfriends, whoever it may be. Yeah. I mean, it's every facet of your life. If you do not have your priorities set in, set straight from the get go, you, you're, you're gonna, it's not going to end well. I've seen it too many times. Wise words. Blake, what about you? Yeah, I would say, I would echo what Reed said in that materialism and, and worldliness is a big part of what we do. We, we are entertainers. That's, that's what we do for a living. Yeah. And a lot of times that can be taken advantage of because of the amount of money that we make and the amount of exposure that we have and the amount of, you know, um, people that want to follow you on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is. If you are now, I'm just trying to show who I really am via TikTok, <laughs> and I am having a great All right, time. I didn't mean it really, yeah. No, you're good. But I will say that if, as Reed said, if if you don't have your priorities set, the NFL will pull you in a billion different directions, and there's this sense of emptiness that comes from doing such a materialistic and such a worldly occupation yeah that if you aren't being filled up by the spirit you're going to be trying to be filled up by other things and those things you can chase but you'll never catch them so yeah. uh i i have had a somewhat of a different experience seeing that because I am in Miami and that's a little bit of a different place than uh, Orchard Park, New York or <laughs> Hamburg or Rochester or the neighboring uh, East townships. Aurora, baby. Don't forget yeah, East Aurora. East Aurora, West, <laughs> East, East Aurora, West Seneca, all of the, yes. Yeah, look at um, yeah, That's pretty good. Pretty good for trivia, huh? I, I, got, I got pulled over and got a speeding ticket in Hamburg. So I... <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'll be driving back through there, getting off at that exit anymore. I get off. Oh, at the, I get off at the OP exit. No, um, <laughs> but I, I will say that I have had, uh, I've been able to see that just because down here it's just such a, it's just such a rat race. And South Florida, that's just, that's just how life is down here. And it's only amplified by the fact that, you know, you're in the NFL and everybody wants to talk to you and everybody wants to sell you a million dollar home and get you in the newest Lamborghini and this and that. So it's, it is key. It is crucial. It is necessary. All the things to be rooted in your faith, 
before you get here. Love and it. if you're not, find that fast. Yeah. Because it will pull you. Wise words, wise words. And I'm sure you've seen both of you guys. I'm sure you've played with guys and I've seen guys in the NFL who, you know, they're just empty, you know, uh, maybe it, financially they're, they might have no money after they play or even during, during, so they might have all the money, but like spiritually they're just empty uh, as well. So wise words from the both of you guys, just appreciate you guys saying that. Um, but on a lighter note, you guys finally have a podcast. I'm excited. You guys are officially podcasters after the snap. I talked about that earlier in the podcast, but man, it's, I, I'm loving your guys' podcast so far. It's fun. It's Appreciate entertaining. It. Uh, all, all aspects about it. But tell our listeners about it. How did you guys, why did you guys want to start a podcast? We knew that we wanted to build our brand as brothers in the league. Somehow we, figured that the best way to tell our story was to do that via a podcast. Yeah. We can, we can, we can write a book 20 years, 20 years from now when, you know, when we're, when our careers are, are done and, and finished and all that, which I'll be reading your but, book. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but while we are here, why not have a podcast? Because that's, super trendy right now it's like the cool like young hip thing to do is to to listen to podcasts the way a lot of people are getting in there getting their information exactly and so not necessarily that we're given information but it's the way people um, take in content now yeah we felt that the best way to be able to tell our story the way we want to tell it is to tell it via a podcast and people are able to interact with us through our podcast. They can ask us questions. They can, you know, we, that's, that's kind of how we can interact with both fan bases. And so we've really enjoyed doing it. I look forward to when we record and look forward to seeing the responses from people after we release them on Thursdays. So uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're, we're three episodes in our producer has been awesome. He's a, he's a Buffalonian. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Reed, what have you loved about podcasting so far? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's just been fun to kind of like put our thoughts out there a little bit. Cause normally you're just like texting each other or texting friends and giving your opinion on stuff. But, sure. um, there was, we had a lot of great feedback. Um, you know, when we first announced that we were going to start the podcast and, and kind of did, uh, a little, you know, research and development as far as, uh, putting some tweets out, I guess would be as far as that goes, but, uh, just asking for like topics and stuff like that. And we had a ton of people reach out to us, um, for different things that they would be interested in hearing in different podcast topics. So, uh, we've got, we've got a pretty, a pretty good runway of content that, that, you know, that people want to listen to, uh, you know, listen to us talk about. So we're going to take advantage of our platform and, and build our brand, uh, while, you know, while we, while we have that 
advantage, but right. Um, now, I, I'm loving your guys' podcast yeah. so far, and I, I'll tell our listeners right now: either hit pause or wait till the end of the episode. Go subscribe to their podcast; it's, it's a great one. Just subscribe, get it each week. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. And Blake, I'm looking for. I know you talked about this on your podcast a little bit, but I, I agree with the both of you guys about the whole raising canes thing too. I look forward to seeing you get sponsored soon. I it's close with Chick Fil A, so I I'm right with you guys in terms of raising cane some of our listeners might not know what that is but it's legit it's legit chicken so maybe that's one of your sponsors for your podcast at one point we would that would would be incredible for either of them either of those um beautiful chicken companies to be the official chicken of after the snack podcast (laughs) yeah i know we we know people at both at both uh both restaurants so the owner uh the the founder of raising canes went to lsu Really? The yeah. first one was actually the first Todd LSU. Graves. The first uh, Canes was actually started uh, just off campus, like literally like thirty yards off campus at LSU. That's awesome. That, yeah. I did not know that. Well, it makes then, sense. I mean, yep, yep. Southern Comfort Food. So, well, how can people find the po- podcast and then find you guys on social as well? We are on basically anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. I don't think we're on Google Podcasts just yet. We're working on getting that uh, set up. We had a little bit of a hiccup there, but Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon, Pandora, Amazon, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Um, Please subscribe. That's the biggest way that we can get our content to you. Um, after the snap is our name. You'll see a goofy looking logo of both of us showing our, showing our teeth and and smiling at you. So, um, yeah, you'll, you'll see that, but yeah, go, go give us a listen. We'd appreciate it. Awesome. Twitter, Twitter and Instagram after the snap pod. Yes. After the snap pod. I know you guys are on Instagram as well, but Blake, where where can they find you on TikTok? Well, this is, you can find me on TikTok at b ferguson 50 i uh i just crossed over i just crossed over 120,000 followers uh yesterday that's amazing that's awesome i had one i had uh i had a video that i posted yesterday hit uh a million views last night so um yeah it's as the cool kids would say now you have clout <laughs> sort sort of, I guess I do. Cap. <laughs> is, is it's that, all cap. Is that cap? That's cap. Bro. You capping, bro? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I love I love doing it. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and like I said, I can I can be myself, and and people people like that. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, appreciate you guys just joining joining me today in the sweat room, and uh, as we close out today. Gotta ask, Reed, you're two and zero in the Ferguson Bowl. First, first, third game coming up is going to be September 19th. First game in Miami, and then Halloween. It's going to be in Buffalo. How are you guys feeling about it? And and another follow up question about that is: Does your mom have like a a 50 50 jersey? Like, do you guys remember the Colquitt brothers? Like half Kansas City, half Denver. Like, does your mom have one of those jerseys? Like half Miami, half Buffalo. She does. She wore it, um, I think, to both games, I believe. Uh, but now she's gonna have to get a different one because she, she didn't. She didn't come to. She didn't come to both games, but she wore it to the first one. First game. There you go. Oh, there it is. I love it. Yeah, she's gonna have to. She's gonna have to change the change the Dolphins side of the jersey. But um, yeah, no, yeah, two and zero in the Ferguson Bowl. Feeling great. Uh, should be should be two good years for our teams. I think. 
Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm excited. It's pretty exciting to play on Halloween. I always tell people, um, players, friends, whoever, uh, you know, if they want to come visit, you know, for a game or whatever, you know, play guys asking about Buffalo, you know, like how's the weather. I always tell them Halloween is when the weather changes. <laughs> when you cross into November is when it starts getting chilly. True. It's, it's pretty much been like it's that every year out here. It might be everything, chilly. Yeah. Everything, uh, every year that I've been here, it seems like Halloween is when it starts to go, you know, the yeah. other way. I know. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a, yeah. like, how are you feeling about it? Good, man. It's, it's always fun to, to play against Reed and, and to have that, those cool memories, you know, that we will be able to, to carry with us throughout the year. So I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's a game that Dolphins fans have had marked on their calendar for years, just as that rivalry has, has uh, been built throughout the, throughout the decades. So it's always one that we're looking forward to. It's a divisional game. It's a, it's a big game. So cool. that's uh, awesome. it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know a lot of our listeners, they are Bills fans, Blake. So I'm sure they'll be rooting for, for Reed. So I apologize, but hey, we'll be, I'll be rooting for you. And root for, root for all good snaps. That's right. <laughs> all, all for good snaps. That I will be cheering on. But I'm, I'm thinking about my Halloween costume. <laughs> I might have to get like, I don't really, I think it would be frowned upon if I wore a 44 Dolphins jersey. But I may have to get like a 48 LSU. I was just oh, thinking that. Yeah. I was actually thinking about so I could be Blake, something so like I could that. be be Ferg for uh, for Halloween. I like that. I have to come up with something something clever there. You guys might break the internet doing that. We should do like like um, like the blue and red Power Rangers or something, and like both show up in Power Rangers <laughs> costumes. That'd be great. I'm looking forward C- to CBS would have a heyday with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on uh, again, guys. And uh, do you guys have any just final words or remarks or just words of encouragement for our listeners today? Like I cut, like I said earlier, you know, I, I, I mentioned it when I was talking about us as players, uh, but I think in, in, in your life, it's, it's good to kind of take a step back every now and then. Um, what, well, like I said, whether you are a player on a team or whether you're not, or whether you're a coach or a fan, whoever you, you know, however you're living your life, it's, it's always a good idea to every now and then take a step back and reevaluate your priorities in every facet of your life. So it's good. Religious spirit, you know, spiritually, relationally work, whatever it may be. Self-reflection is key. Amen. Yeah. You guys are note takers. You guys are reflectors and you guys are, I'd say prayer warriors as well. So appreciate you guys coming on and looking forward to Ferguson bowl again this year. Number three, baby. Be a lot of fun. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Reed and Blake Ferguson, two solid guys and doing a lot of great things on and off the field. And something that stood out to me today is that note takers are difference makers. So good. And that's why I encourage all of you to get pen and paper out each week and just to write some of the things that our guests say each week. It's so, so good. Well, next week, everybody, we're having one of Reed's coaches on. We're continuing this Buffalo Bills series and we're having coach Matthew Smile. He's the special teams coach for the Buffalo Bills, and he's an ex-military guy. He used to work for the Jaguars for a little bit. 
He's going to talk about just the Bills this year and what's going to happen. And he's you're going to hear a little of his faith journey as well. Really excited for you guys to hear that episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room Sports and Faith Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports, on Twitter at Sweat Room Pod, and our new blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. Until next time, get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. 